All right. Welcome, right? What? How do you start? Welcome to another episode. Okay, okay. Let me take it back. <clears throat> I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum, 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 bum. Chapter One The Other Minister. Welcome to another episode. I'm Molly. I'm Alex. And, and this, this is Potter Watch. What did we say our first ever episode? Um, we don't know what we're doing. I'm Molly. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this has been our thing from the very beginning. That's one of the only things that we've maintained. Well, right. But we didn't say welcome to another episode. Maybe we said welcome to our first episode i'm gonna listen to it right now i really don't want to listen to the first episode. not the whole thing i'm just gonna listen to our um our intro it gives me so much anxiety to think about our early episodes and like people are so awesome and like message us and they're like i just found your podcast and i'm listening and i'm like i'm so sorry it gets better like that's what i say <laughs> Um, also another disclaimer, everyone, we are, um, still in self-isolation, quarantine, Corona pandemic. So we are recording this over zoom if the sound is off and, um, you can listen to our update from last week. Um, if you want to check in about that, if not, um, just hop right in with us with the sixth book. Yeah, just start with the sixth book. It'll be. Don't listen to the, just kidding. No, I think it's great. But like the sound quality I think about and like just probably some of the things I said, I don't know. I just don't want to listen to it. And I don't want to think about ready? listening to you it. ready for this opening? I have it pulled up. Okay, I'm ready. Bum, 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 bum. Greetings, Gryffindors, Slytherin, Pufflepuffs, Ravenclaws, and those who have yet to make up their minds. I'm Molly. And I'm Alex. And this is Potter Watch. Well, that was pretty spot on, but I that was the cutest thing I've ever heard us do. That was so adorable. On doubted quality. <laughs> okay. The greetings was hard on the ears, but the beginning was cute. I remember now writing that out. Like, we obviously practiced. We rehearsed that. We came in strong with that greeting. I mean, since we're going down memory lane, like, I remember being so nervous to record the first episode, which we both, like, we both were nervous, I think. Oh, I was very nervous. Which is so weird because, like, neither of us are shy about, like, performing or, like, anything like that, especially, obviously, you. But, like, I've never been, like, nervous to do public speaking. It just, without anyone, like, you know, giving us, like, in-person feedback, it's, like, how is this, like, going out into the world? Right. I um, I remember because we did the first episode, I think, and the Fantastic Beasts review. Mm -hmm. the same night and we were just 
like, I think really nervous and we were talking really fast. I know, I know I was self-conscious about my notes. I don't know. It was just now, I mean, we have no qualms to a, maybe a bad degree. <laughs> like don't what talk saying. about what's We're coming out of my first episode, but should we in fact be embarrassed? Has our quality uh, gotten down? Also good for us. A lot of work for a first episode, a full review of Fantastic Beasts and a, a chapter. I don't remember doing that all in one, but you're probably right. Um, I remember that we recorded both of those in Griffin's basement. And I think we only did one day of that. Yeah, you're right. I I think you're, you're right. Um, But I think we've stepped, we do a haiku now. We didn't always do that. We do a haiku. Um, We always did champ and rat. Um, and we always did a quiz. I actually think we have stayed pretty like true to our formula. Yeah. The quizzes were like more, like we tried to do more interesting things with the quizzes early on. Like I remember trying to do like a fill in the blank line and now I'm just oh, like, yeah, like an, an a who said it. Yeah. Nah. I, those were fun. We should bring those back. If we They're ever, kind of um, hard to do though with just a chapter, yeah. I think. Yeah. Oh, and and earlier on we would combine chapters sometimes, which we don't do anymore. Yeah, we're like, no, nah, we need the. <laughs> we need the episodes. Well, we're usually cramming. Yeah. Okay. Should we? Should we Let's... get right into it? Well, I guess we can um, just kind of say, you know, obviously we're starting The Half-Blood Prince. We're on film, which technically Alex and I are, you won't see this, but I am holding up my book. <laughs> oh, I've got to hold up my book too. I have a special journal for this book. I, while you're doing that, I will share what I found in the very front of um, the book. Um, there is a family tree that my sister and I drew for my mother because she was having a really hard time following along the family history that is Voldemort's family tree. Um, my dad would be so proud because he's like super into ancestry. Um, so we basically did ancestry.com for Voldemort. It starts with Salazar dash lady because we don't know that person's name. And then like a line and then Marvolo because like somehow they're related. Marvolo lady and then Morphin and then it actually said Celia, but that's obviously wrong. Marope, I crossed it out. And then like who is Celia? Because that's who he, that's who like Tom Riddle is dating in that flashback. He's like, oh, oh yeah, darling. Yes, I see. Something like that. But so I don't know why we had that in there. And then like, it's a very short family tree, but my mom really had a hard time with the whole Marvolo, Moro, like. You guys were really kind to, uh, to like etch that all out for her though. 
Because we all took turns. We we're so cheap. We're like, we're buying one copy of the book. <laughs> and then we will take turns reading it, which is actually like fun. Like I yeah. would read it first, then my sister, and then my mom. So then by the time my mom read it, like my sister and I could like explain things that she like forgot. Yeah. I'm the only one who like reads in my family besides my mom my mom will read but we can share the same book because I'll just read it first and then she'll read it but growing up like DJ and I didn't have two sets of books that's a lot and you guys have three so that would be way too much yeah and they were kind of expensive and like we had to like pre-order them at the midnight release so um we also didn't like I didn't really reread the books until they were all out like in between like the you know, the fifth and the sixth one coming out. Like, I don't remember rereading the fifth one necessarily. I remember rereading the whole series before seven came out. Gotcha. And I'm sure I read like one a couple times, like before I was an adult and all of them had come out and I started rereading all of them like regularly. Yeah. I I know when I started listening to them, like at what point things were out, because that's how I would have like reread it was the listening. Well, to yeah, it. you listened to the fourth one a lot. Yeah, but I don't remember if like they were all out by then. I think not. So I must have been re listening to them. And mm-hmm. I would get the fifth one a lot from the library on cassette. And there were, I think, like 50 cassettes. It was a lot. No. Oh my goodness. There were a lot of cassettes. Why would you get it on cassette? We had CDs then. But the library, usually the CDs were probably checked out. So I would get whatever was there. And I had a boom box. So obviously I just put it in my Walkman cassette player or my boom box, which had CD and cassette. Hello. I would turn, I would crank it up my boom box when I would take a shower because I couldn't not be listening to Harry Potter at any point in the day. Oh, right, right, right. Which is why I had the Walkman, both for CD and a tape deck Walkman. And <laughs> a I real like 90s. People that are listening are thinking we are so old. They're like, who are these old ladies? I am 26 years young and I had a cassette player. <laughs> I had a cassette player too. I had a CD walk, I had a CD cassette player. Um, we lived through that transition. I'm just saying. Oh, for and sure. And the VHS to DVD transition. Oh, I bought VHSs for the longest time. I was mistrusting of the DVDs at first. I, I like, remember going into Goblet of the, like, the, the blockbuster and being like, do you have Goblet of Fire on VHS? And they were like, no. <laughs> No, it's 2007 or however, whatever. I also want to point out though, I had like a little TV in my room and the TV only had a VHS player. So I wanted to be watching Harry Potter all the time. I get it. You know? So this is my special journal for this. It says advanced potion making. Yes, I'll put a little picture of this on the on the gram but you didn't actually use it I didn't use it for this one because I just didn't want to have to look away from your face so since we're doing this on our um computer I just wrote my notes on the computer I still did my old-fashioned post-it notes (laughs) as a child of the 90s 
but it does make me when I have journals that are this beautiful it does make me like stressed about like putting anything in them I don't want to mar it but I also want to use it so this is the perfect way to use it I think yeah how could you mar it with notes about the book right um okay so we're doing chapter one the other minister any thoughts before we get into it this was historically one of your like your favorite book yes I love this book a lot I'm interested to see if I still it's like still number one for me or whatever when I'm done because as you guys are aware reading through Goblet of Fire and doing a deep dive pushed Goblet of Fire kind of to my number one spot and I think the only competitor it really has right now is this uh is this book so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Prisoner of Azkaban. Well we read Prisoner of Azkaban before Goblet of Fire so I feel like it already you know, it's sort of been displaced already because I could compare the deep dive. Now, Prisoner of Azkaban is going to have a childhood place in my heart. But I think this deep dive, if we're doing my favorite of the deep dive, which I know you love when I make myself pick a favorite. So far, we are, Goblet of Fire is looking hot. I can't pick a favorite of our deep dive. It wasn't five, but it wasn't not five. You know, I wasn't like, oh, this has really taken a turn for me, but it also didn't like amp it up at all. I do agree with you about four, but I, I don't feel comfortable saying one. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm excited to deep dive this one because I've never really enjoyed reading this one in the series, but I always had to, to get to seven because I can't read out of order if I'm doing a full reread. Yeah, I think... Um, this one though, in particular, because it sets so much up, it's going to be such good discussion about the world and, and Dumbledore, Dumbledore. Right. So I think it's just, it's going to be a fun one to discuss. Definitely. Draco. You, I'm smirking. You know how much I'm going to love that deep dive. Um, I just, one more disclaimer about this chapter in particular. I know in college, I said that I didn't really like this chapter or that I did really like it, but it's boring for me to reread it. So I usually skip it. Yes. I was going to ask you about this because I remember you saying you didn't like really like this chapter or whatever. And I don't know why I thought like why I thought that because I actually really enjoyed it this time through. And I think it was because I was reading it critically And when I am reading them for pleasure, I think it is kind of easy to skip it because I know all the information, but analyzing it made me really like it again. So all of my stuff in here is going to be complimentary. And I just wanted to give that disclaimer about my previous words in regard to this. I'm glad you said that because I was like, I don't know why she doesn't like this chapter. I love how unique it is as a way I do. I did come to, I, I found Jesus. Um, <laughs> uh, I came to, to really enjoy it. I was ready to like defend it to the death, but we're already on the same page. Um, okay. So what did you rename it? I renamed it 
um, the man on the other side. Ooh, I said worlds colliding. Ooh, literally. <laughs> also, we mentioned this in the last episode, but it's like the world is at a major impasse in this book and we're living through a major world crisis and it's kind of just interesting to it's gonna be it's gonna be a real I think hit to read <laughs> read this right now but yeah it's not like warm and fuzzy like we need to reread the first one <laughs> but it's like watching contagion you just you gotta do it nah <laughs> Nah, brah. Like, people keep suggesting these, like, dramas to watch. I'm like, give me a comedy, please. Like, I don't need a drama. Um, I started Mad Men for the first time yesterday. We tried Mad Men. We didn't even finish the first season. Ooh. I like it. It's it's just kind of slow. I like it a lot. Um, It, like, it's kind of torture, because it's so deeply sexist, racist, and um, homophobic, and um, anti-Semitic, <laughs> but that's, like, the time period we're living in, and clearly the show is highlighting that, but it it's just sometimes a bit hard to watch, but all the characters are really interesting, and it's good to highlight it. Like, I wouldn't want to watch a show about that time period that was sugarcoating that. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's definitely a well-made mm-hmm. show in every regard. I just, it was, a, it was just kind of slow to get into and I didn't like that many characters. So I wasn't like, oh, gotta, you know, gotta check in on this, my girl or. I really like Peggy and um, the wife. Yeah. January Jones. Mm-hmm. I forget what her name is in the show. Um, Which is sad. It's kind of telling. She's forgettable. Not like not the character, but like her. I think her character is meant to be like kind of yeah. yeah. The perfect housewife. It's it's like Sandy or then with the furniture. Alrighty. Okay. So, what happens in this chapter? Oh, should I sum it up for you? And I'll five seven five. Been so long. It was mine's not great. It was hard to get back into poetry. Yeah, same. Mine's not good, but we're all just gonna live with it. Badly kept secrets between wizards and muggles. Magic's out of hand. Mine also just like to the point. <laughs> Death and destruction. Fudge fills in Prime Minister. We meet Scrimmager. <laughs> also, will not know how to pronounce Scrimmior, Scrimmager's name. I will say it differently every time. Why don't we give him a little nickname? A little Scrimmy Scrim? Scrim? Scrimmy me boy. <laughs> Scrimmager. It's like Benria, like that R at the end of a name is hard for me. Ben Benria, isn't it just Benria? Benria Grayback. I still feel like it's hard. <laughs> like, like a like Finn Buttocks, like a rear Finn rear Finn rear Finn 
Finier. Finier. But I, I've also heard it like Finier. Finier yeah. Grayback. Yeah, and, Finier Grayback. Premier. But that was different than how I said it earlier. This is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's a hard one. It's a hard one. Hermione. 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 Premier. Scrimmager. Scrimmager. Is it a hard G? Is it not? <laughs> I think scrimmager is the easiest one to say. So that's the one that I will be saying. But I prefer our best one, Scrimmy. Scrimmy. Okay. Well, Scrimmy's not here yet. He's not there. Okay. Um, so I think it's fascinating the idea, this whole idea of the minister having this connection to the magical world. And it's like a one-to-one, you know, like the Muggle prime minister is informed of this only when they are coming into that position and nobody else knows. I think there could have, I know that they say that it's like, oh, you would never want to tell somebody else this because they'll think you're crazy. But I do think they could have eased him into this process. Like the old prime minister, unless the old prime minister died and that's how he came into office, could like be in there for the first meeting with the magical prime minister just being like, hey, this is something that I need to show to you. It's crazy, but you're just going to have to keep an open mind. And then the magical prime minister comes. So it's not just like I was hanging out in my office and then a portrait started speaking to me. I think in, in terms of like helping out the current prime minister, that would be good. But I think from the magical minister perspective, they don't want them to be like colluding. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's, it's just weird. Do you think that they uh, do a memory spell on the old minister? Yeah, I have that note um, later, I guess. Um, That's like, do you think they, I think they must. I think after, because I like the line that Fudge says, like, you're only revealed at whoever the minister of the day is or something like that, like, and I, I think it goes to what you were saying in the fourth one about how memory charms are like fucked up because it if you're being if you're putting it on somebody and they don't have autonomy for yeah. it. Um but in it's like is it for the greater good of protecting the secret? Because I do think hashtag keep the secret. Because I do think if they didn't, um, then it would get out. I do think that they would end up coming well, right. together and being like, we are not allowing this anymore. Especially in this instance, like this would be a him. And also like, if I were a muggle leader and major events right in a row were killing my citizens and it was something that I was being told, hey, um, we don't have it under control and we might not ever have it under control, but like you have no control over it either. I would maybe be like, okay, we need to expose these people. We, our citizens can't keep. Like it's, it's endangering our citizens. Like we can't continue to be collateral damage to the magical world. Right. Yeah. I think, and I, but I, so I, it's like, are we on the side of keeping magic a secret or not? Because 
I think it kind of is safer for everyone if it's a secret. Yeah. So like me coming from the map, knowing the magical world perspective, I think like you were saying for the greater good, it's better that it's kept a secret. I, I want to just be clear because Alex is seeing my face. I did say that with like a tongue in cheek smirk. I wasn't like going full Grindelwald. Yes, yes, yes. Another hard name for me. That doesn't have an R at the end. Yeah, but like there's something about it being whatever language that is. Like you don't say Grindelwald. It's like Grindelwald. Grindelwald. Sure. We've already gone. Gillert. I don't know. That has has a secret and silent R in it, doesn't it? Gellert. I think you pronounce the R. Gellert. I think it's a silent R. When have you heard that? I think that's how Jim says it. Oh, I think they say Gellert in the in the movie. Gillette. Gellert. I don't know. See, it's just I can't do these R's. <laughs> You're struggle busting it. Um. Okay. You, well, wait, my first. Did you see that Stephen Fry's versions were released on Audible? No, but in the U.S.? Yeah, I think it was, like, because of the quarantine or something, but I saw something that was, like, the Stephen Fry versions were released on Audible. I mean, I I listened to most of the first book with him, and I, I really enjoy it. I just, like, Jim Dale is such, like, a comfort for me, and I do, I do, I think, objectively think doing the different voices is, like, a more interesting way to hear the books but I like the Stephen Fry ones yeah um well and I show I sent you that little cartoon yeah and that has Stephen Fry narration underneath it and I think it just you're right like especially for a book like Harry Potter doing the different voices is so much more fun and magical and brings you into the world yeah but if you were from America and you really wanted to contribute to this debate, um, check out Audible and see if you can listen to the Stephen Fry version while it's still there. Yeah, because I it was hard for me to find a version, yeah, even illegally, to, to listen to. Um, they were it was hard to find um, for Stephen Fry. Um, Okay, so my first, like, actual note before um, we kind of talked about the um, minister finding out about magic was just, like, how vague, this is more, I guess, about J.K. Rowling, like, she just kind of, like, oh, some undisclosed, like, some minister and, like, some, like, it's so vague, the details about the muggle world, and I think that was, like, good that she did it because one it makes the story timeless but it also is just like we don't care about the details of the muggle world like we only care about him in the context of our characters even Mm -hmm. though it's from his kind of perspective right now I just I just liked that little detail or lack of detail about the muggle world because it would I think take us out of it 
Definitely. And then if she gets too specific, it's like this minister isn't based on a minister that was the prime minister in the 90s. Yeah. It's like a, they just say like the opposition party. Like you don't even know what part, like it doesn't matter because we don't, wizards don't give a flying broomstick about that. No. <laughs> Good one. I'm just so <laughs> proud of that. A flying broomstick. Merlin's pants. Merlin's pants. Morgana's. And this this chapter in general reminds me of the very first chapter of the series with Vernon. And he's like, no, that's absolutely crazy. Of course I didn't see him like scratch his nose. Like, yeah, I just right. like that. It didn't happen, so. Something odd was happening. <laughs> Almost like, mm, no, nothing. <laughs> um. Those are my notes before fudge comes in. Um, I don't have any notes, other notes before fudge. <laughs> I like this headband. My bandana. Oh yes. Um I love that the other minister, which we don't even get his name, which is kind of wild, um, also hates fudge. And we hate fudge. Yeah. Fudge is so condescending. I also just feel bad for this other minister because it's like no one should have to deal with the fudge's incompetence. And he is his like one uh, way to communicate through to this world. And fudge is just so awful. And like I yell at fudge a couple of times throughout the, this chapter. Like the worst conduit for information because he's constantly lying and this this guy does is he says like I'm not stupid I'm not foolish and he's not like don't treat me less than because I'm not magical which is exactly what fudge does another really important thing about this chapter is the complete disregard like for muggle life from the magical perspective and um which is just the prejudice of it was really intense and I was like whoo this is rough magical world like yeah I mean they like on paper they're like oh we don't want muggles to be dying but it's like how we are like oh we don't want you know all of the creatures in the rainforest to die like that sucks when that happens, but it happens. It's like so much, like, I know that's wrong, but I'm not, you know, it's not the same as like losing a person. Wizard, yeah. A wizard, yeah. And then of course there's steps beyond that, a pure blood or whatever, but. Yeah. This format is nice though. I like that we know the timeline. So like, when he's going through all of the different visits with fudge like i like that we have read those books so we know what's happening and it's just like little hints for us little bits of uh, serious of attacks and things that like clearly we know about but i don't know i just think it's fun it's a fun format i think it's a really interesting way to give us this information and 
to bring us up to speed. Yeah, to recap the important things that we'll need to know going into this book. And I think it's a cool way to see the world differently because we're so in it, like, and then we're seeing it from like a normal muggle, not like a insider muggle like we are, but (laughs) like, just don't ever call me a muggle again. um anyway it's just cool to see it in this like different perspective and just like the snapshots mm-hmm. and you really see the writing on the wall with fudge I mean oh, like the the red flags are out oh, of control even that first conversation where he's like yeah Dumbledore thinks that he's that Voldemort's back and he doesn't say he's not back he says um even if he is it's not a problem like he needs followers and he doesn't have those anymore and it's just really telling because from our perspective of Fudge he's like mad in denial and seems to genuinely believe that um Voldemort isn't back but this getting this this conversation it's just like oh no you were just a complete idiot yeah it reminds me of of our current president our current situation in which there was a clear threat and we were just in denial about it for question mark reasons let's be careful about throwing around the we word uh we as in the u.s um politicians yeah um oh yeah this was my note about I would def have reached out to the former prime minister but I do think that the the memory would have been modified and like yo did this person like hey brah you couldn't give me a heads up like um what's this about but I also get the impression that the other prime minister there wasn't probably any times where they had to go and contact them since the last war so like in the 13 Mm. years intervening intervening there probably wasn't really situations until harry goes to hogwarts and everything shit hits the fan harry it's all about you because his first visit after like that prime minister becoming prime minister was in the third book yeah it's serious and I oh and I I love that too that we remember that it was in the bug, Muggle news from when Harry was watching the news yeah and yeah I just really think that's very cool agreed and um uh Dumbledore won't explain properly he's such a child what an idiot what also- an ab- no, sorry, go ahead. No, that was it. I was going to say, what an absolute idiot. A fool. And you're so embarrassing. You can't even say Voldemort's name. You are the prime, the, the magical, the minister of magic. And you can't say a person's name that you're supposed to be you defending. must not be named. Like a child. It's alarming, actually, how similar Trump is to fudge in a lot of ways. I would feel so completely in danger if I were the prime minister. 
and this was the person that was supposed to be the head of the magical community. Also, like, this oak is representing them. This is the best of them. Like, he's constantly lying, and he has fooled himself into thinking he's telling the truth, which I think is a little bit how our current situation is. He's, like, fooled himself into thinking what he's saying is real. Yeah. A complete and utter mess. And then he's... Oh, sorry. sorry. I was just going to say, I'm at the part where he's, like, talking about, um, oh, serious. turns out. That's where I am, too. And then he's like, there's actually going to be an inquiry, like, dot, dot, dot. I'm like, about all of it? Like, what does that even mean? Also, like, no shit, there should be an inquiry about how you were negligent. In your ministry. What do you mean? Voldemort. What do you mean there's going to be an inquiry? There should be a full overhaul of your entire system. Also, like, he's already been kicked out, so it's, like, yeah, like, I don't, I just didn't, like. I really, though, on a positive note, I think it's nice that we get this information that Sirius's name was cleared. Oh, yeah. um, Like, after his death. I know it's, like, a a small consolation. It's important. It's important. Um, Also... This is my aggressive note. Uh, I do believe this one million thousand five hundred percent your fault. You wait. He's like, the minister was like, oh, so it's your fault that all of this happened. And Fudge is like, my fault? How's it? And I'm like, you denied that there was, that Voldemort had come back for two years or a full year and now you're like, but now I've sent out every aura, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it's you wait a it's year and discredited every single person that stood against you that knew better than you. So it is your fault. It's your fault. Well, it's your fault and it's your fault and it's nobody's fault at all. Um, I just felt so angry I don't even have words I'm speechless um yeah I felt really really um justified though like it's nice to see Fudge be like embarrassed in this way like he kind of has to but he was just being indignant and I'm like I just am I I, I don't know. I didn't have that feeling of indignation because I was just so pleased that he was out of office I don't know. Um, poor Amelia Bones. Yeah. So sad. Um, I think it's so fascinating that her death was covered in the muggle papers. See, that's like that whole concept is really fascinating to me that like even wizards and witches deaths are like trying to be solved by cops like that, like I, I would think that the ministry would step in or that they would just like cover it up really quickly. But it, it, it was fascinating to me that he, the prime minister was like, yeah, we, our people have been trying to figure this out for months. And I was like, they couldn't, they don't have a way 
after all of these years to like deal with magical deaths privately or do they just not care about the effect that that has in the muggle world I feel like normally they would but they're probably so behind on like other like they had to do that whole memory modification for the hurricane so they're probably like can't keep up with the amount of stuff yeah also like the riddle death they never I guess they also never really like the wizards never were like oh we know who it like they didn't really know that Baltimore did that yeah that's the only other example I guess like for the most part like wizards aren't just being like killed yeah hopefully hopefully not in muggle spaces but I guess I don't I feel like that doesn't happen outside of like wars it doesn't seem like people like wizards are killing other wizards I don't know if we have enough to back that up because we like enter in like a pre-war time you know like what is it like to be like a wizard serial killer like I'm sure they just have like domestic abuse just like muggles do you know what I'm saying I feel like I kind of feel like they regard their race like they they don't want to spill any magical blood that's clearly not true though because purebloods believe that they don't want like muggle-born blood yeah i i do that i could see that there were muggle blood muggle-born killings but i i don't know i just i think outside of the wartime you just i mean obviously we don't hear about it in like terms of harry but i just don't think people Maybe it's, like, easier to, like, track and, like, find out who did it, like, through magic, like. Yeah, and I think in in general, though, like, there's an aura department, so there's clearly, like, high-stakes crime going on outside of a wartime. Yeah. And I think there's probably, I mean, there's definitely, like, creature, like, other species attacking human life. And I feel like there's definitely, like, muggle attacks right so I don't know I think I think it's really like our world with magic like I think there is like crime going on that is yeah you're probably right I just wanted to think of wizards as being better (laughs) which clearly they're not (laughs) (laughs) they're racist just like we are yeah um I love the little sentence fudge has about how he was sacked i think it's just such it's such fun yeah of the only time they've been united or say you really think they let me continue to i don't know i can't remember the exact wording but it's so good we'll put a jim quote in my dear prime minister you can't honestly think i'm still minister of magic after all this I was sacked three days ago. The whole wizarding community has been screaming for my resignation for a fortnight. I've never known them so united in my whole term of office, said Fudge, with a brave attempt at a smile. The Prime Minister was momentarily lost for words. Despite his indignation at the position into which he had been placed, 
he still rather felt for the shrunken-looking man sitting opposite him. I'm very sorry, he said finally. If there's anything I can do. Um, also, America needs this. Um, <laughs> the Office of Misinformation has been working around the clock. Wow, realty. Um, I think it's in a different context, but I don't care. I, I would like it. I would like it for right now. There's a lot of information going around. I, Maryland, um, the government put up a website that's like supposed to be like kind of combating like misinformation around okay. COVID. Okay. Yeah, well, we're just like, you know, people are like, oh, I, you know, need to, you know, whatever, like the things that people keep saying. Yeah. It's supposed to like kind of curb that, um, which I thought was like interesting and cool that they put that up. Yeah, I think that's good. Um, I think I've been reading the New York Times every day. That's been my main source of information. But I got a subscription to the Washington Post. Democracy dies in darkness. That's their tagline, which I love. <laughs> it's so intense and I love it. <laughs> Democracy dies in darkness. That's how I say it. Like it's a Batman. It's like quote. a Harry Potter chapter title. Yeah. I think of it as a Batman thing for some reason. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Like I was born in the dark. I was born. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna say it. Batman is like a deeply uninteresting villain. I mean, not villain, character. Um, it's, an un it's an unpopular opinion. I'm just, if I'm, if I'm thinking about reading about superheroes, even if I isolate it to DC, I just don't want to read about like him being broody and depressed in his mansion. Um, yeah, I mean. Like he's just not as fun as like Tony Stark. <laughs> the other like billionaire with uh who's a superhero right but I don't know how much of that was like the movies made or like how much of that's like straight like from the comics you know because like people didn't yeah. know Iron Man the comic really before oh that's true I don't know I guess I'm I, I've always enjoyed the Batman movies oh I like the Batman movies I'm talking about Batman as a character alone <laughs> Like, yeah. I don't feel like he's the most interesting part of his narrative. Like, I'm way more fascinated by, like, Catwoman or his villains or just, like, Gotham as a place. Um, I don't know. I was really in it for Batman Begins when they do, like, his journey and, like, going to train with, like, real ninjas and stuff like that. And yeah. I don't know. I think it's hard because that trope has been now redone so many times. Like, Orphan, like, turned to, like, fighting evil. Yeah. Like, that is, like, and I think Batman was probably one of the first ones to, like, do it. And now it's just been re, or, like, billionaire, orphan, fighting evil. Like, that that combo. That they have to be really problem. <laughs> What? <laughs> attitude problem. Right. Yeah. Um, like, even in the their own world, like, DC, like, that stupid show 
um, Green Arrow. It's like he's literally just a worse Batman. He's a billionaire. It's not quite an orphan, but like basically, and then um, becomes the Green Arrow, and he sucks. And I hate that show. Sorry, sorry. I know that's very controversial. People are gonna like come attack us. I will say I love Supergirl, and I love. the character of the flash i haven't finished the series but um and um if you are looking for um a good way to um enjoy harley quinn without the sexism for um harley quinn the emancipation uh, the emancipation of harley quinn and the birds of prey whatever that long title is i just thought it was birds of prey they changed it to birds of prey and the fabulous emancipation of Harley Quinn is what I think it actually is. Wow. Yes. I don't know. But it was good. Very good. It's like, it's, it's so nice. It's such, it's like a warm kick-ass hug. Um, so go enjoy that. (laughs) Um, I don't even know how we got here, but fudge sucks. Yeah, fudge does suck. I don't know how I got to Batman either, but here we are um he's only quacking I know what a funny line um I had a couple notes before that how do you okay so they're talking about Dementors breeding which (laughs) awful how do you kill a Dementor 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 I think maybe a strong enough Patronus could potentially kill a Dementor if it was isolated, but I think it's hard, probably hard to, like, if they're not around enough, like, if they don't take enough of people's joy oh, and yeah, soul, they can, like, starve, I guess. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. But I feel like they would, there'd be, like, a Dementor overpopulation problem, because they're, they seem difficult to kill. That's what I mean. So that's why I'm wondering if, like, they did kind of die out since they became, like, the um, prison guards. Because, I mean, they're getting some food for Thought, but um, yeah. not that much. So, I, I guess. I think they probably found a pretty good way to eliminate them. Like, whether it's trapping them in some kind of... Like, just depriving them of being around. Depriving them around being around humans. So it... um, So they have to um, stay at Azkaban for a... For the constant supply working with the wizards. And then the reason they're working with Voldemort is, like, a freedom. Right. So... Right. So... All right, glad we solved that one. That little problemo. Also, I just had a note that this is, this feels so British to me. And it's like the moment where Fudge does say he got sacked and the other minister who like doesn't like him is just like, oh, I'm so sorry. Is there anything I can do? No, no, it's fine. Like, it was no, just so British. <laughs> so like courteous. I'll get you a cup of tea. <laughs> Um, oh, well, did you have, you already had the quacking? Did you have notes about Scrimmy? 
Oh, yes, but they, I didn't write them down. I think there's um, an inch, I think it's fun when Scrimmager comes in and he's like the antithesis of Fudge in every way, just like dark and ready to get work done. And I like that the prime minister is like, oh, they uh, picked a better one with, <laughs> with him. I do like that it's, it's almost like a neutral introduction to Scrimmy because he's not like overly like, oh, we really like this guy, but it's not like, we don't trust him either. It's just kind of a, it's fairly neutral, I would say, how we're introduced to him. And I think that's how I kind of see him in his like short stint with the series. It's not like, don't really like him, but I don't really dislike him that much either. Yeah, I, I like him more than Fudge. Oh, but sure. I, I don't like that he uses Percy to get to Harry. Like, I hate that whole thing. But I also like that he didn't, he never gave in to the... the Yes, to the Death Eaters. And, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think he's like a politician. You take him or leave him. He's like a good politician. And that's sometimes what you need to get the job done. When yeah. he's, like, better for the wizarding world during this time. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know if I'm electing Scrimmy, but um, I think he... I'm not mad that he's our person in charge. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I would say fairly neutral. Yeah. Um, I just love the whole Kingsley thing about, like... <laughs> I'm not firing Shacklebolt, if that's what you're suggesting. He's extremely competent. He's one of ours. He's one of our guys. (laughs) I just love the image of Kingsley having to do all of this dumb muggle work. I feel bad. Like, he really got... I mean, he's, like, doing a bigger job by protecting the muggle prime minister, which I do think is nice that they are... They do care enough that they're like, we know that that would be really bad if the Muggle Prime Minister dies. But I think it's more like, because he was talking about like imperious curses. I think it's more like if you have access to the Muggle Prime Minister under the imperious curse, then you can do a lot of damage. Then then you have an army of Muggles. Yeah, that's true. Muggles uh, have guns and explosives, and I understand that like wizards have magic, but I, <laughs> I think that would be like a war worth watching. It would not be good. <laughs> or even like all of these muggles, like unknowingly, like standing behind Voldemort, not knowing that, like, <laughs> yeah, at all, like he wants them all to die, but they're like, nah, we're like here for this guy. <laughs> Yeah, I just think it's a bad, it's not good. Um, yeah, touche, but still still good that they're... Yes, uh, it's good that they do it. Because they honestly could just put their a person in as the Muggle Prime Minister. Like, Kingsley could just be the Muggle Prime Minister until this all blows over, but... I didn't have any more notes after... Uh... He's only quacky. <laughs> I just love that the Muggle world was just letting this quacking second-in-command prime minister just, like, interact with the public 
and not be an embarrassment to the entire like system. Well, I don't think they let it go on very long to be fair. They did. They were like, Oh, that's, that's not right. (laughs) He says he's only quacking. He's like, but he's fine. Like after some rest, it'll lay off the drink. (laughs) Again, so British. British. (laughs) That's so British. Yeah. Good stuff. For real. Um, yeah, those are all, all my notes. What I got to chat about. Kiddo. Uh, oh, you had a quiz question? I do. Quiz, 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 quiz. Quiz, quiz, quiz. Where is Azkaban located? Off the North Sea. I'll give it to you. Yeah. What is it? Yeah, it's the middle of the North Sea. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, who is quacking? His name? Yes. I'm not, I don't know. <laughs> I know that he is like the vice prime minister. Herbert Chorley. Not a chance in who was I ever gonna get that. I mean, I didn't know it. um how many points did you give this chapter I gave it 65 oh interesting I panicked on where to start you know this is like setting the bar for points I feel because it's like the first chapter so I I always rate chapters differently than I rate the rest of the book chapters like I I wanted to give it higher, but I didn't want to go over. I gave it 80. Okay. I would go up to like 80 for sure. Because I think it's a really interesting view. And I had to like fluff it up because I, you know, was talking crap about it in college. So. I feel like you maybe mentioned it on the pod too. Yeah. So, yeah. Not good. Yeah, no, I agree, 80. That's, I just was nervous to go too high for the first chapter. (laughs) We always have such a conundrum with these points. Our point system is ever-changing. It's fine. Yes, like Hogwarts. That's how I rationalize it. Who's your champ? The prime minister. (laughs) I thought about giving it to Madame Bones. Mine is Amelia Bones. Oh, I almost did that, and I was like, oh. I'll give it to the prime minister. The prime minister would be like a good secondary champ though. Cause he was really being a good sport. Yeah. I just was, I found him, um, likable. Yeah, me too. And then my rat is obviously fun. Fudge. Yeah. Same. Fudge fucker. Whoa. I thought we were giving everyone nicknames. Yeah. <laughs> Scrimmy. Fudge fucker, <laughs> you know, those playground nicknames. Ugh. Wow. We Can did we it. Right order. We do points before Rat and Champ. I think I normally do points last. But yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Like I write it in my notes last, but I, I, I'm rolling with the punches. We're rolling with the home. It's a new book. I almost suggested like we not do uh, trivia anymore <laughs> because I always um, forget to do it. But you not do you want to eliminate trivia? We have to put in something else that. Like what? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I mean, I think it would be fun to like introduce something new for this book. Yeah keep things fresh um but I don't know what that would be (laughs) um say I think we already said this in um the last chapter of the series of book five but like who are we gonna deep dive for this book obviously Um, yeah like Draco Draco and and we said maybe Snape, but like we don't actually get to like, and yeah, and Voldemort. Yeah, I think those are our big ones. Yeah, Draco, my boy, I can't wait. I'm just excited that Moni Myrtle comes back. Oh, she comes back in the best way. The my job. boy, my boy is confidant. I should have put her in one of my things. I forgot. I was trying to think of like. Oh, she would have been really good for the Hogwarts one. Oh, yeah. Instead of the Grey Lady. Yeah. Moaning Myrtle. That's worse. That's way worse. But like also better. I can't tell. Yeah. All right. Well, can't wait to do the rest of the book. Me either. This was fun. So are we doing same time next week? I guess. Um, stay magical. Charmed, I'm sure. Mischief managed. Bum, 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 bum. Yay. Yay, we did it. All right. I'm sure we're both starving now. Yeah. But promise me that when this is all over, we do this in person again. I promise. It's not It's not the same. It's good. I'm glad that we can do it this way. Yeah. Not the same. Not the same.